Hey, Gemsters, and welcome back to another segment here on Gems Podcast. For those of you that are new, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and host. For those seasoned listeners, welcome back, and thank you for following the Gemster bandwagon. With me today is a very special guest from all the way around the world, Adrian Knight, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about who Adrian is. Adrian Knight is an accomplished acquisition entrepreneur, adventurer, and endurance athlete. Adrian buys and sells businesses for a living and has used his acquisition skills to build a multi-million children's education group from the ground up in less than three whopping years. But that's not all that he does, so we're going to find out more. So without further ado, welcome Adrian Knight to Jen's <laughs> podcast. Hi Genesis, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> My pleasure, Adrian, and thank you so much for being here, sharing and holding space with the audience. I definitely want to get them to know you in a fun and personal manner, and we can do that by either a rapid fire 10 question game or an icebreaker. What are you? What are you feeling? Oh, the uh, rapid fire questions sound particularly enticing. <laughs> okay, here we go, y'all. We're playing rapid fire with Genesis and Adrian. Do 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 do. <laughs> Question numero uno: What is one word to describe you, Adrian? Adventurous. Question number two: Where are you originally from? A small town in England called Basingstoke. Basingstoke. Okay. In England, y'all. Question three. If you had the chance to trade places with anyone for about 72 to maybe 84 hours, would you trade places or remain yourself? I would trade places. Absolutely. Okay. Who would you trade places with? One of my role models is Sir Richard Branson. So I'd love to trade prices with him for a little while. Okay. Question four. Okay. Since you live in England and you're from England, what kept you there versus venturing out and moving somewhere else? <laughs> the countryside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question five, what is your favorite meal to eat? Pizza, all day, every day. Okay, I was not expecting a pizza, but okay. <laughs> Question six, I know you're a dad. What is one parental advice you would give to new parents? Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Question seven. What is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or maybe an adult beverage of your sort? I'm British, so I drink tea all day, every day with milk. Black tea with milk. Okay, okay. I think my mom has that same sentiment because she's West Indian, <laughs> but they used the the British used to be the ruler over St. Vincent and the Grenadines. So she likes um, her tea with milk in it too. And I'm like, you go from hot tea to like put milk in it, so now it's cold tea. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird, but it's so nice. <laughs> okay, question eight. 
This is a bonus question. Let's flip roles really quick and you get to ask me a question. If you were on a desert island and, and could have one item with you, what would it be? Oh, if I was on a desert island and I could have one item with me, um, I would say some water. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> Question nine. You get three random acts of kindness per day, just minimum. What are your three to do for someone else today? Give a compliment, say thank you, heartfelt thank you, and say a prayer for someone who needs it. Okay, I like that. And question 10, this is normally our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed once more. If you play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire so are we passing or playing oh let's play i like to play <laughs> last question name one thing that you have done in your life that was thrill-seeking adventurous and crazy to others from the outside looking in but it actually built your character so in march i found myself climbing to the summit of a mountain in the arctic circle and i found myself leading around nine people behind me and it was a blizzard i couldn't quite see where i was going and i've never done that before in my life <laughs> oh my gosh so you were climbing this mountain in the arctic circle and there were nine people following you. Were they already following you or did they just gravitate to start following you? So the guide uh, was actually being led by a guide, but the weather turned on us. When we started, it was beautiful, a beautiful sunny day. I mean, it was minus 17 degrees, but it was a beautiful sunny day. And as we got higher up the mountain, a blizzard came in and uh, there was actually more people, um, but they got caught. So the guide had to go back for them and basically because I was right behind him at the front he said right you lead go go to the summit and I was like oh <laughs> okay um and looked around and it, and like we was literally on the mountain and it was incredibly dangerous like one wrong footing and you know falling like you would break your neck like it was very very uh yeah, sort of sobering, I guess. And so I did the only thing I sort of could do, which was like, okay, let's go. Let's let's get to the top quick <laughs> so we can get back down again. <laughs> do you see me over here? I'm like looking, I'm like, wow. <laughs> I don't know if I could have done that, but that was incredible. And thank you for leading them there safely up the summit. And obviously uh, you're alive, so you made it back down. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't say anything about them coming back down. So uh <laughs> I'm only playing, of course. <laughs> it was actually a very transformational moment for me personally. Like when I came off that, it, it I grew as a person on that trip. So, and thank you for sharing that, Adrian. And y'all, that now concludes Rapid Fire with Adrian and Genesis. So now we're gonna.
over to the main segment, which is some of the things Adrian likes to talk about. So he likes to talk about personal growth as well as endurance racing. But I want to start with endurance racing first, because some of you may not know what it is, and we all may have a different connotation. So let's start off with endurance racing, Adrian. What exactly is that? Is it what we think we're racing, but we're keeping our endurance up? <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's it's it's. I don't tend to use the word racing as much because um, all of the events I do, I'm I'm never competing against others. It's always me versus me. It's about uh, these long distance events that tend to be over multiple days, um, covering great distances, not always by foot. Um, some of the events I've done, I've been, uh, you know, like running, cycling, when I was in the Arctic Circle, we was cross-country skiing for part of it, and uh, snow biking, um, the like, the actual activity varies, but it's a, a, a long distance, uh, yeah, long distance, and typically I tend to look to do those in rather sort of unique situations or extreme circumstances, kind of like the Arctic Circles. <laughs> Okay, so what got you involved in something like the endurance? Was it something that you all already were doing or something that it was rooted inside of you that you said, hey, I'm going to fulfill this? Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it all started with a half marathon that I'd done in my, in my 20s. And I signed up for this half marathon because I was living a, a bit of a party lifestyle, if I'm honest. And I was very you know out of shape but very unhealthy and I wanted something to to focus on so I'd done this half marathon and when I finished it it's like I quite enjoyed that I think I could do a marathon and that's important like that part because I didn't sign up for the marathon I didn't even have the belief I could do that like it started with the half marathon that felt a stretch but manageable um so I signed up to the uh, to do the London marathon after that and done all my training and got through the marathon and again I enjoyed it and at the end of that the same sort of thing is like hmm, I quite enjoyed that I think I'd like to try a triathlon so something a little different so I signed up to the London triathlon same thing again I finished that then at the end of that I thought I think I could do an Ironman triathlon like it's a real push but I just had this sort of in insight haven't done the the, uh, the London triathlon that I could do that and so it was a few years until I uh, signed up for the for the Ironman and uh, done some training and uh, done that and had a great time um, but then again at the end of that so I was looking around and I was seeing lots of people do Ironmans and you could see those like traveling all over the world but it didn't quite appeal to me like I I wanted something a little bit I don't know a bit more diversity I guess a bit more variety so again there was actually like a seven year gap between that one and my next event, which was uh, going across Scotland, uh, which was running, cycling and kayaking, uh, like across the Scottish lakes. And that was a two day event. And I loved that because like we went to places that were so off the beaten track, like right up into the highlands, like places you just wouldn't see as a tourist, probably wouldn't even see as a local, like it was so far out of the track. And I came away from that like, wow that was cool and because I've always had this great love for traveling I've been very blessed to travel nearly 50 countries now I was like there was a way I could see a way I could start to sort of tie in the traveling aspect with seeing some cool places while also 
pushing myself and uh yeah it's just kind of evolved from there I'm over here in awe and just saying wow because as you were talking I'm like there's an endurance because you said oh I'm not sure if I could do it but each time you accomplish something you went on to set to set your own goal to do something bigger and better than the last one you did so you're going through your own personal growth journey as well as building your own endurance to kind of take on the next best thing that's the next step. So you went from a half a marathon to a marathon, to a triathlon, to an Ironman, dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's that endurance. So it's like you're racing yourself and building up the momentum to keep on going. And, you know, some people, they'll be like, oh yeah, I did that half marathon. It was kind of a little brutal, but I think I'm going to stop. But you kept on going. So how did personal growth factor into all of that as you were, you know, going through the process? I'm not sure if you trained yourself or if you hired a trainer. Can you talk about that too? You know, I've uh, I've always trained myself. Uh, if in all honesty, my training is probably subpar for a lot of these events, um, certainly in the earlier days, uh, because I used to set the goal. So doing the half marathon or the marathon, get really like into my training and probably get quite fit, do the marathon, then there'd be a big celebration for the next four or five months with like lots of pizza and at the time alcohol. And and then so it's like these, these sort of ups and downs, ups and downs. Whereas now I'm more in a phase where I train every day, but I don't train for, I'm never training for an event. I'm never training for any physical, like trying to, you know, like physical output. It's more about, like my mindset and the energy and just what that does to me and so I'm far more interested now in being in a state of I call it like steadfast so if someone came up to me and said hey Adrian do you want to go and climb that mountain or should we go and run 20 miles or should we go and swim across that massive river I want to be in a in like a physical condition and a mental condition more importantly where I can just sort of drop my bags and say yeah let's go and and that I've just found that sort of state of being is it's almost quite a heightened state and so when you sort of talk about personal growth when you're in that state which is the state I put myself into every day it it does you know wonderful things like and it and it affects all areas of your life from sort of family to relationships to business etc um but the only other thing I'd just to quickly add on this as well is like why did I keep on going that I mean it fundamentally came down to the fact that I'm incredibly curious and like I'm curious about life and curious about what I can do as a person and what other people can do and there seems that like there's this sort of universal rule that when you sort of cross one horizon the next one opens up so like when you finish one chapter the next one opens up and so I never in a million years would have believed I've been doing what I'm doing now when I was doing my half marathon or even like the Ironman, I wouldn't have thought it, but it's as you cross, you know, a threshold, then new, new challenges open up and that applies to all areas of life. That is just amazing because just hearing you like say that you're curious, I think that's a big part of personal growth um, as well as that whole professional growth. And I think what you learn like from the exercise and just conditioning your body um, in a healthy way internally as well as externally can also spill over to like some of the work that you're doing with like buying and selling businesses. So how do you weave in your endurance um, racing 
whether you're racing with others or yourself and personal growth with your business aspect. So my business life took off as I prioritized my personal growth. So it used to be the other way around. I used to be working every hour under the sun and I would put myself last essentially. And all that done was literally drove me into the ground to the point where I was waking up at two, you know, so two 30 every single day, like every single morning in a state of sheer panic, like a deep anxiety attacks and, um, I would be laying there in bed in like the sort of the fetal position for like an hour and a half, two hours in a state of utter dread, trying to convince myself that the world wasn't ending and it wasn't imploding. And it come to a point where I was like, something needs to change. This is not, not right. Um, and so that led me to seeing a therapist where I quickly, you know, it wasn't hard to see, but I quickly established just how out of balance everything was. And so off the back of that, over a series of, um, it's actually just like sort of a few months, it wasn't a long time in the grand scheme of things, I started to reprioritize myself. And because I was in that state, I just made my number one priority me. So uh, exercising and uh, creating space for myself and well-being and all of that. And I started to feel a lot better. But what I didn't expect, and I didn't even really try in so many ways, was that the business side of things would take off and it did and it was like the more I focused on myself and the more better like I felt about myself the bigger the business got or the faster things happened and the, the better the opportunities came and so now I'm in this place where I've engineered my life so that I practically spend most of my day focused on like personal growth personal development I've used my acquisition skills to build up the children's education group but I'm not involved in it day to day I've got a very capable management team in there I'm very privileged to sort of draw a salary from that so I have the benefit of like an income without having to use my time for that which then gives me more time to focus on myself which means the children's group is getting bigger because I've got more bandwidth and just sort of like snowballing on itself. And it's so amazing that you said you took a step back to focus on yourself and audience, I'm going to talk to you here. When was the last time you did something for yourself via self-care? Um, if you meditated, exercise, you turned off your phone, you put it on do not disturb, or you kind of just took a moment to really pause and reflect on where you are, where you're going, what is it about you that makes you feel good and knowing who you are because I feel like sometimes in today's society we're going and going and going and we're never stopping to take a moment to really reflect and think about what is going on with us at a holistic level and when I say holistic that's a mentally physically emotionally as well as spiritually because if you're not good for yourself and you're not living life optimally then how can you be good for your business your family members your friends and most importantly if you have children our children are a reflection of us and they're looking at us with various lenses so I'm so grateful that you just highlighted that Adrian because I feel like in today's world everyone is like go 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 like the energizer bunny and then they hit a period of burnout and then it's like a spiral effect so your business no go ahead 
I was going to say no it's so so true and um you know I've worked with a few people on this and helping them to sort of re-engineer and reorganize how they prioritize their life and it never ceases to amaze me to like when sort of sitting down with them and be like right talk me through your day talk me through you know what a week looks like and there's like no time in the day for them like it's like wake up boom straight into mum and dad mode and then straight into work mode and then all the way through to sort of 6 7 p.m and then they may get half an hour that's a bit you know for themselves but they're so exhausted from the day I'm like like no wonder things are out of balance and uh you know I was the worst of you know I sort of had the worst of it all like sort of living like that so yeah I'm just so glad we're just having this conversation and just to hear about your children's um, program. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because that takes a lot to put programs for children because they're not just here today, but they're also going to plant seeds for future generations to come. And I feel like some, some programs can be watered down and it's just so important that we pour into the next generation just as much as someone else poured into us. Yeah, I'm so passionate about this because, um, well, I mean, it started when I became a dad myself and uh, to my daughter Evie and started to become exposed to this whole new world, which is children. And, you know, up until that point, I was completely ignorant. I I didn't know anything about it. Um, But then it was only when, like, attending classes with Evie and um, uh, Vicky, my wife, and starting to look around, I was like, something doesn't quite feel right about this, these environments. Like, these, the first five years in particular of a child's life are just so critical because they are uh, the formative years, like the early years in which how it... Uh, shapes a person as they grow into adults and beyond you know it's sort of like like basically their whole life and I just felt that that like the services being provided and the more importantly the care and the development given to the children was really not up to standard to where it should be considering you know to your point Genesis like these are future leaders like these are our kids are our futures and so I made a decision that I was going to get involved in this sector. In this sector, I was going to use my skill set of buying businesses to um, to look for like a small business. And I had absolutely no intention of building, you know, anything. I had I really had no sort of idea behind that. I just wanted to play a part in this role, however small. And I just felt that if I touched one child's life positively, then it was totally worth it. Fast forward, like less than three years later, we've got 20 employees, we've got, you know, multi-million revenue, and we're educating uh, 10,000 under five-year-olds every academic term here in the UK. And I'm, I'm more surprised than anyone, because I didn't set out from that. But what, like, what made the difference there compared to other businesses I've had was that it wasn't about the profit. Like I wasn't leading in thinking about the financial output. Don't get me wrong. It's really important that there's good underlying operate, like operating businesses there because, you know, none of it would be there if there wasn't. It wasn't making a profit. But fundamentally, it was about the kids. And that's not changed. And every single decision that I've had to make, some very hard ones as well over the years, like the last few years, has always centered around, first and foremost, you know, what's best for the kids 
and it and it really leads with that and i think it's because that why has been so strong and so burning it's allowed me to attract good talented people to the group who also have you know share those values and because of them like they are taking things and and we're able to to keep sort of touching children's lives and i hear the passion as you're talking about it like just by your mannerisms and the body language and your tone of voice it's just so beautiful just to hear how it has grown to you know 20 employees like you're able to take a step away but still be connected into the program and i'm sure developing it on the back end so whenever you thought about this program what what's the name of the program and how did you come up with the name so these, so the programs are, um, so they are like existing programs that were part of businesses that we bought. So the two key businesses that form Spectacular Group, which is the name of the children's education group, are um, national franchisors. Um, so we have around 70 locations across the UK and each of those locations deliver um, sort of, well, really like anywhere from sort of 10 to sort of 100 classes every week. Like it's, it's, it's quite a large operation, but fundamentally the brands align to um, the early years foundational framework. So in the UK, the government release a framework that all schools and uh, educational providers have to follow, which basically says there's seven key areas of a child's life. And they, like the schools and the educational institutions are measured about how well they deliver education against each of those seven areas. So the businesses that I've acquired and that uh, we've sort of turned around and we've we've you know been building, they uh, currently align two of those sevens. We've got two businesses, one's on one of the segments, the other one's on the other segment. So the idea is to have like five more complementary brands, and then we've got a complete offering of seven brands that cover the seven segments that each touch a different areas of the children's life. But then we're in a position where we can start to think about, um, you know, bringing them all together and offering parents like one ticket for all seven classes. And we because we're so focused on like it's not just about like, sort of, you know, getting bums on seats. It is about the kiddies development so we can really focus on like this holistic uh, uh, of sort of growth for each of the children who attend. I like that. So the two with five more, that's we're going to put that out in the universe that that's going to come to fruition. <laughs> All seven areas will be targeted and yeah. y'all are fulfilling the requirements that are out there. And it's so important that you're like, it's not just about having the seats filled. It's about what we're giving them because what we're giving yep. them they're going to go out and replicate that in the world so i know now our time is um winding down so i want to jump into the cta which is a call to action adrian and this is a part of the segment where i want you to give the audience some homework but also tell them how they could continue to be within your pipeline and funnel and follow you after this conversation so what's their homework like what what good is it to listen to the content and not take what you've heard and apply it for the betterment of your good 
So in terms of homework, I'm thinking completely off the cuff here, but the most impactful thing I would like someone to do is to commit to getting up 30 minutes earlier for the next 30 days and to use those 30 minutes to not be on social media, to not be watching TV or just laying in bed, but to get out of bed and to use those 30 minutes for you, whether that's uh, going downstairs or going to your kitchen and making a nice cup of English hot tea with milk and uh, reading a book um, or meditating or going out for a walk, use those 30 minutes to focus on you. And uh, like by the end of those 30 days, see how you feel because if you do those like within 10 every single day for 30 days i promise you you are not only going to look better you're going to feel better but you will probably even start to feel like a slightly different person a slightly sort of better and higher version of of you um so yeah it's it's good homework and uh 30 minutes in bed you know less 30 minutes less in bed is not gonna do you any harm at all get up and make the most of you <laughs> and then you could start tomorrow because I love the fact that you said 30 minutes for 30 days the next 30 days because then you are forming a habit because it takes a habit at least 30 to 60 days to form and stick so consider this a challenge for you to take and Adrian how can they connect with you what is your website or what primary social media platform are you on yep so my uh website is adriannight.co.uk it's night with a k and i'm very active on social media especially instagram uh, my social media handle for all of them so facebook instagram uh, linkedin etc tiktok is adrian j knight and there you have it, y'all. All of his contact information will be in the show notes. So there will be hyperlinks. All you have to do is click on them and get connected. And my big ask is for brand sponsors. Yes, it is paid sponsorship because it does take um, resources to fuel the mission and movement behind the show, which is to constantly bring you content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational while also weaving in my personal favorites, D, E, I, and B, which is diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it does take all of us coming together to make this world a better place. So I challenge you to get out and do something for yourself today. And if you feel like you're having a hard time doing it, block it off on your calendar, because if people don't respect your calendar, then they don't respect you. So it's time for you to get a new try. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Signing out, Miss Genesis Amaris Tech and Adrian Knight. <laughs>